The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, good afternoon, everyone on the East Coast, and good morning, everyone on the West Coast. I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living. This is the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions, and definitely how to make your dreams come true. And it's exciting to be on Voice America. I've been on Voice America now, I think this is my eighth or ninth year. I started in the very beginning when Internet radio was just starting, and there were probably 15 to 20 hosts on the program at that time. Now there were probably about 300. So the Internet has really taken off in terms of being able to disseminate this kind of information and enlighten people, and I'm so happy about that. And today we're going to enlighten you again. We're talking about um, men's issues today. We often talk about women's issues, and of course this can be applicable to women as well, but we're talking about um, men being able to control their rage, men being able to handle the challenges they have in their lives. And my guest is Dr. Michael LaRue, who is a chiropractor who built his career on helping others achieve personal growth through his unique methodologies. He has earned a reputation of being one of the leading sports rehab physicians and chiropractors in the United States. And he recently has started a radio program, which is acclaimed. It airs on Clear Channel Radio, and it's called Rage Radio. It's an all-male call-in show, which truly offers men a place to be heard, to share camaraderie with one another as they work through the issues they are facing. The show has a huge following, and listeners are part of a real Band of Brothers. Welcome, Dr. Michael LaRue. Good morning or good evening, uh, Mr. <laughs> Raskin and your listeners. Thanks. Why did you decide as a chiropractor, I'm sure you work with both men and women in your practice, to create this kind of program for men? What was the catalyst behind this? Well, first and foremost, Patricia, I never set up one day to become a talk show host. Um, to be quite frank, uh, you know, I've always been a, uh, my focus has always been uh, exercise and rehabilitation. Uh, I really focused on, uh, on becoming a strength coach. And, you know, the irony is I always like to focus on football players, but I found myself uh, actually resonating more toward figure skaters. Um, mm-hmm. Figure skating is pretty much a female-dominated sport. Um, what I found out, there was a difference between a, uh, the rehabilitation and the strengthening components behind a men, men and women. Men function better in teams. Hmm. Uh, women, women just give, give them essentially a vision to achieve, and they, I don't know what it is, maybe it's a slightly higher function of, of getting a visualization and making things happen, but they work better. Men have to be told what to do, uh, hmm. demonstrated and tested and, and encouraged. 
Um, mm-hmm. Men function better in teams. I don't completely understand why that happens, but it's just true. So in the process of doing this rehabilitation, being a strength coach, I found out that uh, once a man was engaged in, a, in an active rehab process, whether it was a football team or a, uh, inside of a clinical setting, that man became a, a bit more transparent. And let me explain what I mean by that, Patricia. Transparent to the fact, like, there was no longer any threat besides him just being there for his own, for his own betterment, but more importantly for the betterment of the team. And with that became certainly a higher physical function, but an opening took place where you could see men opening up about real issues, uh, things involving their relationship, things involving drugs, things involving, uh, you know, real-life confusing issues that come about. So you're saying they're more willing to do that on a talk show anonymously than they are to each other. Amen. Uh, that also happens in a team setting. It certainly will happen on a talk show host but uh, during a talk show, but it will also happen in a, in a team setting, too. Well, what about 12-step groups? Because I know you've talked about that. What about men opening up in those kinds of settings where it's anonymous? I, I, think, I think that's incredible. In fact, I gotta, you know, quite frankly, one of the greatest inspirations I ever had was to become a talk show host myself was uh, I took a buddy over to an AA meeting. Mm-hmm. And, Patricia, I've got to tell you, uh, you know, I was jealous. I was jealous with the fact that they had a place just to go ahead and be open and transparent and I said to myself, why do we need an, an addiction, alcohol, a drug, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. To, to be that open? Yeah. yeah. And the is- well, and of course, in, in those kinds of groups, you only say your first name, and you, you, know, you're, you're, you can be as anonymous as possible. Of course, if people see you, they know what you look like. Mm-hmm. But yes, but what you're saying is, uh, you know, why, don't, why isn't it easier? Now, there are men's support groups around the country, Michael, but certainly not as many as women's support groups. Uh, definitely not. And, you know, Patricia, like, you know, I'm a guy. I don't understand anything about women. I really don't. But one thing I do know, I'm in a restaurant and I listen to women talking. You guys talk about real stuff. You do. You talk about death and dying. You talk about lumps and bumps. And you talk about relationships. We guys, we talk about the weather and sports and sex. That's it. Mm-hmm. Over and above that, we're, we're knuckleheads. No, we, we, well, you know, Michael, that's a generalization. That that's a generalization. Um, certainly, there are there are men that have more feminine traits, and I don't mean as in gay, but I mean feminine in terms of being able to express their feelings, emotion. And, and there are women that are more masculine in terms of not being able to do that. So, doesn't it? Isn't there cross some cross gender stuff going on here? You know, it probably does, but unfortunately, like, I never really get to see the whole glimpse of the, of my caller. Generally speaking, the guy that's going to you know call in is going to be one you know with what I call my my typical guy. Uh, you know, he's been trying something that's been working for a very long period of time in his life. Uh, and, uh, he, he crosses a bridge where it no longer works, and he finds himself alone. Now I got a man ready to talk. Uh, generally speaking, that man is heavily opinionated, uh, probably frustrated, and yeah, a lot of times that guy can be pretty bent and twisted. He can be pretty angry. So here's, here's, my, here's my question. You, know, you hear, as you said, you hear anger, you hear rage, you hear complaints. I mean, people just call you and just chat. What is it that, um, from what you hear, Michael, what is it that you hear most often, and what is it that people can change? So what's the complaint you hear the most? And if you were to give advice on that complaint, what would it be? 
You know, I don't necessarily have a theme of the complaint, but I can tell you what the spirit of the complaint is. Okay. Men, like, men love to play the blame game. She's the what a, game? The blame game. Yes. Uh, she's a B-I-T-C-H. Um, it was uh-huh. her fault. It was just a lot of finger-pointing. Mm-hmm. Um, quite frankly, it's it's a word that we should have learned back in third grade. It's called responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's what could change everything. Yeah, yeah. So that that's really an important thing. How long have you been doing your radio program? Four years. Four years. So you've heard from lots of men. And not just men, but also, I mean, all over the country, the station does air, uh, it gets podcasted, and it's, you know, you certainly have live internet leads, too. All right, here's a cute question for you, Michael, and this is, this is a stream of consciousness question. Go ahead. So if you were to wrap all this up and put it in a book, what would your title be? You know, I, I, I've been toying with the concept of a book, and I think it's, quite frankly, Patricia, at this point, it's a bunch of, of pamphlets. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And I think the top of the topic would be so so I. So I am getting a divorce, so I am in jail. So I am mm. I haven't seen my kids in 3 years. Mm. It would be the so I. Mm. You know, you hear so much today. I mean, we know the divorce rate is about 50% and that second marriages and it goes up after that. And as you know in the news, there's a lot of infidelity, lots of secrecy. My question is, um, from all the people you've heard from over the four years, and I'm sure you've talked to thousands of men, do you think there's a reason for this? I mean, what do you think is the major contributing cause of why men will cheat? It's simple, Patricia. What is it? Simple. Somehow or another, another man or a man entire self-esteem is developed on being accepted by a woman. Again, a lot of times it's, it's another woman. Once, uh, once you're married to a lady and she's seen you in your boxer shorts walking around, well, you're a naked man in many ways. She can see the emptiness. She can, she can hear your hesitation. She knows your faults, and she, a woman feels her, feels her man's faults. You go to another woman, those lips, those breasts, those beautiful eyes, that hair, you know, the, the hormones kick in, the adrenaline kicks in. It's all, it's all biochemical at that point. So, but, okay, wait a minute now. All right, I'm going to stop. Because there are, that, there are also people that have stayed in marriages for many years that are still very attracted to their mates, mm-hmm. both men and women. So what, what's happening here? Is there no communication? Is the woman letting herself go? Is the guy not interested because she's nagging him? Is it all of the above? In fact, you know, I'm going to quote the great prophet Raskin. Communication breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I keep hearing on my radio shows, that it's all about communication. And then after a while, when you stop talking, you don't want to be close to the person physically. Is that what happens? Communication breakdown. You know, know, women always think that men are just, uh, you know, physical components. You know, if we're feeling broke, emotionally broke financially, we're our heart's distant. And therefore, we go to the next thing that's going to make us feel strong. I mean, men want to feel strong and dangerous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, making love to your wife should make you strong and dangerous. It should make you feel that there's something very powerful about a man. Mm-hmm. And being augmented by, hopefully, a loving, committed wife and, a, I should say, a loving, committed uh, marriage that's supposed to last a lifetime. Okay. So you have happen, a loving and committed marriage personally. Amen. 
All right. What are you doing that's right? What are you doing? What are you doing and what is your wife doing, Michael, that makes that so? As much as, and believe me, this is a pride-swallowing siege, I try to bankrupt the, the, uh, the BS scene with my wife. I tell her exactly how I'm feeling. I tell her when I'm hurting. I tell her when I'm, when I'm feeling frustrated, um, when I'm feeling distant. As hot as it is now, I tell it's like you know what we're just uh, we're you know we're on different planes. Mm-hmm. At one time, if I felt distant with distant distance from my wife, I would go ride my bike. I would go play more football. I'd hang out with my guys, thinking that you know it'll come around again. And not that I'm trying to fix my marriage or fix my relationship with my wife, but I realize it's uh, first and foremost we're we're committed to the fact that this is a marriage that's going to last a lifetime, and divorce mm-hmm. is not part of our vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And both of us are not trying to change each other. I was just, that was my next question. Do you think a lot of the problem is that people go into the relationship thinking they can change the other person? That's lunacy, Patricia. Both you and I know that. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people go there trying to fix their spouses and fix their right. and fix their wives. And you know, right. we're not broken. Right. Right. Exactly. We have to accept each other as we are. All right. Tell us, Michael, before we take a break, how people can find your radio program. Uh, best way to find it, if you live in San Diego, actually if you live anywhere from Santa Barbara all the way south to Tijuana, all the way out to uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, it would be AM600 uh, Kogo, that's K-O-G-O. Otherwise, log on to Kogo, that's K-O-G-O dot com. Uh, look under uh, podcast, look under Rage Radio, and choose your show. All right. Okay, my guest is Dr. Michael LaRue. His radio show is Rage Radio. What he does is he talks with men. He's developed an acclaimed program. It's an all-male call-in, truly offers men a place to be heard and share camaraderie. And we're talking about that. We're talking about men's feelings and positive relationships. And what Dr. LaRue here is, he is also a physician, a chiropractor, and uh, has really been known and has a reputation as one of the leading sports rehab physicians and chiropractors in the country. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america hey dad what i can't get the ketchup bottle open Here, let me try. Here you go. 
Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Today we're talking about men and men's feelings and emotions, and many times we talk about women. Today we're talking about men. With Dr. Michael LaRue, who is a chiropractor, and he built his career on helping others achieve personal growth through his unique methodologies. He's one of the leading sports rehab physicians and chiropractors in the United States, and he has clinics around the country. He has developed an acclaimed radio program, which is aired on a clear channel station uh, in the California, San Diego area on kojo.com, K-O-G-O, AM 600 if you're in that area. And it's called Rage Radio. It's an all-male call-in show which offers men a place to be heard and to share camaraderie with one another as they work through the issues that they're facing. So these listeners and Michael become a real band of brothers. Welcome back, Michael. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about men and money. Hmm. Southern California, very sensitive issue. Very sensitive issue. Uh, Generally speaking, it's different, Patricia. For a man to lose a job, which people are losing jobs out there. Men are losing their jobs. And, I mean, obviously, by all means, women are losing their jobs, too. It's different, though, Patricia. When a man loses his job, he loses his identity. You know, uh, you meet me at a cocktail party, I'll tell you, you know, my name is, you know, Dr. Michael LaRue. I'm a chiropractor. I'm a talk show host. My whole identity is completely unwrapped in what I do. Where, if, um, you know, we... Generally speaking, meet a woman at a party, she'll tell you. You know, she's got a loving husband. She'll tell you about the kids. She'll tell you about, um, mm-hmm. you know, where she went to school. Michael, isn't there a danger in that when you lose your job? Then who are you? If, you know, if I have a guest who wrote a book called Who Am I Without My Job? What a great book. Seriously, I'm, I should grab a copy myself because I would like to have more wisdom in this myself. I'm just as guilty as this. Um, you know, a man has an identity well beyond uh, what he does. You know, it's what I call code. You know, I get a man who lost his job, and a recent caller most recently would, uh, just told me that it was really funny. In, in his dialogue, he said he lost his name tag. He lost his name tag, his key card, to get it back into his computer hmm. area that was secured. Hmm. And that it meant a lot to him. He was there for 15, 18 years. And the overwhelming emotion, it's different. He felt betrayal. Yeah, the money probably hurt, but it was the, he felt betrayed. And it all goes back to what I said originally when we opened the show. Men function better in teams. And a man outside of his team is a man who's he's a loner. Mm-hmm. You know, he's subject to a lot more ridicule. And probably worse component of that, the ridicule he's going to hear is that from his own fragile, shaking self. Do you think, do you think Michael, it's um, 
they function better in teams because of kind of the orientation in childhood to sports? There's something there. Uh, I'm an old football player. Um, there's something about um, experiencing some level of discomfort and knowing that how I feel really is not a factor here. It's what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. And there's, I'm not quite certain why a man can go ahead and put up with a great deal of discomfort, quite a, a great deal of, of pain and even suffering, knowing if it's, uh, it's for a team. Being in San Diego, we have uh, it's a military town. You know, Camp Pendleton's out there. We have the Navy in uh, in Coronado, and there's, there's something extremely unique about an elite group of fighting men. It's part of a team. Um, they're willing to go through divorces to go back into into active mm-hmm. combat. They're willing to put their families aside mm-hmm. while they go to combat. There's a bonding yeah, so component. There's a whole thing place. with the team. So. What is your advice? Now, I know that you're not a therapist. This isn't what you do. But from everything you've heard, what are you hearing that works for men when they've been out of work or when their financial stability is threatened? What, what have you heard has worked? It's simple. Quite frankly, you've got to make yourself accountable to another group of men. Some men hmm. that have jobs, some men that don't have jobs, some men that are struggling with, uh, with in-between jobs. And it's a basic, simple rule. So you mean being accountable like having to report to them? Not so much being... Maybe not accountable is not necessarily the best term, although it does does offer some utility when a man is suffering. But rather having having enough exposure to another man, and only another man knows what I mean by this. There's a degree of BS that that all of us believe. You know, we, 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 we have press releases as men that we walk around with, labels that we go ahead and we try to show the whole outside world. But deep inside, all of us suffer to a certain degree. There's always a fragile 12-year-old boy inside every man. And the only way you're going to turn that 12-year-old boy into a man is to make yourself accountable to another man. Masculinity breeds masculinity. It's a very simple rule. You'll never become the man you want to be all by yourself. You're always going to need another man that's going to challenge you, pull you up when you're down, and give you a swift kick in the seat when you need it. So the people, what you're saying is the men who've overcome the financial difficulties have had other men to talk to? Yeah, Patricia, there's, there's something about that unity that's a lot greater than just that man with his own little uh, his issue. Mm-hmm. So that, that has made a huge difference. Okay. What sense. are some of the other things you are hearing from men? You know, Patricia, this is something that I... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a 43-year-old guy, and when it comes to technology, I am a, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit I'm, I'm a, a technological doofus. There's a pornography thing in men that I don't fully understand. Um, they're a DVD, they're a computer click, a mouse click away from entering into this fantasy world. And don't that, we call that sexual addiction? Well, let's call it sexual addiction. I mean, at least with sexual addiction, you actually, you know, you get to spend time with hopefully somebody of the opposite sex. This is a fantasy of uh, of computer screens, uh, masturbation, and it is completely emasculating men. And let me explain what I what I mean. And do you hear a lot of that, Patricia? It's alarming. Mm. More than I mean, you know, we, uh, you know, I'm just. Maybe I'm a little old-fashioned this way, you know. I, you know, maybe when I was a Why kid. Why do you I, think this is? I think technology. I think the media is the message. 
I think media is driving stuff down people's throats and giving them access to stuff that they could not normally think of but is now available. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about pornography available on cell phones. Mm-hmm. Pornography available, you could be driving you could be driving in a cab in New York City right now and downloading images. Mm-hmm. You're sitting at your desk. Your your son or your daughter could be downloading it inside of a bathroom stall inside of a public restroom. Mm-hmm. And it's there's something it's different for, I mean, granted, women can certainly have their addiction with pornography, but it's different from a, for a man. Mm. You know, this is where, you know, I get criticized heavily by saying, as a man, your number one purpose in life is to serve, and you serve the people you belong to. You serve your wife, you serve your kids, you serve this country you serve, and hopefully you have an order to it. Mm-hmm. You can't serve it if you're stuck in a fantasy. Mm-hmm. You can't serve what you belong to. So by a man... Several times a day, Patricia, it's not uncommon for a man to go and visit upon these platinum beauties that are downloaded on DVDs. And that man. Do, do you think that has to? And I'd like to. Do you think that has to do with the relationship at home, or do you think it has nothing to do with that? A man, a man addicted to pornography was addicted before he said, "I do." Mm-hmm. This stuff has mm-hmm. been festering. Mm-hmm. And, and it is called sex addiction, whether it's with someone or it isn't. Sex Are you there, Michael? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm, uh, You're thinking. I'm thinking about this one. Hmm. You know, sometimes I think about an addiction, I think about a chemistry component, it just seems to fit. Hmm. Well, let's let's turn this around a little bit, since this show is positive living. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what you're hearing now from men, beside the fact that they bond together. You know, I know that they call and they share things that aren't working. But when men call you and say, Michael, I had this, this, and this, and now I did such and such, and now it's working for me, what, what are you hearing on the positive side? You know, it is called Rage Radio, so, I mean, it's... It's very rare that I do get a follow-up caller about everything's better now. Okay, so you're getting more complaining. I do get a lot of complaining, Patricia, but we do get some calls that do come in and saying, hey, I was living underneath a viaduct, uh, you know, addicted to crystal meth, and uh, now I get a full-time job. And there's always a component I listen to. And what are they? And how did that happen for that person, for example? Welcome to the world of rock bottom. A man has to hit rock bottom to change, Patricia. You know, he, the, the wife has to leave him, he has to lose his job, he has to live in a cardboard box and he's a viaduct. Well, that's quite uh, a strong statement, Michael. It, I mean, there are, there are people that, you know, may have, for example, let's go back to your example about the porn. There may be a man who's watching porn and is realizing himself that it's not helping him, or his wife sees it or someone sees it. So he's not at rock bottom, but for him it's his rock bottom, and he changes that. You know, I wish I had more glimpses that way, Patricia. Um, and uh, I don't deem myself as being negative. And I do believe that people can change if they want to, but I find out that most cha- most men will only change when they hit rock bottom. Um, when a wife. But everybody's rock bottom is different, though, don't you think? I thank God. Thank you God. You know, I mean, my rock bottom could just be that you know I didn't <laughs> I didn't make the phone calls I was supposed to make. And I go into a tizzy. I mean, I know that sounds idealistic, but for some people, it you know, some everyday things become their rock bottoms. It, yeah, and and unfortunately, I think with most of the calls that I get, 
And granted, like you know, we're we're getting calls from L.A., getting calls from Tijuana, and you know, the L.A. people run it a very different different light. Um, when there's a lot more things available to lead you astray. Mm-hmm. But there was a seed of deceit that was already placed in there. And yeah, it, it, it was already in there somehow. All right, we're going to continue this conversation right after the break with Dr. Michael LaRue, who is a very successful chiropractor and also has an acclaimed radio program called Rage Radio, and he talks to men about the issues they're facing. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on voiceamerica.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. It's all about action. Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines. Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle. Whether it's basketball, off the glass, football, football. golf, racing, or the Olympics. We've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. Tune in to the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back. We have such an interesting show. A little bit of a departure, but not too, too much. My guest is Dr. Michael LaRue, who has built his career on helping others achieve personal growth through his unique methodologies. After a decade of working with world-class athletes and Olympic medalists, Dr. Lou earned the reputation of being one of the leading sports rehab physicians and chiropractors in the country. He has built successful practices in Chicago, Virginia, Rhode Island, and San Diego. And through his clinics and working with athletes and non-athletes, he um, has developed 
Oh, a very interesting and acclaimed radio program airing on a clear channel affiliate in San Diego at Kogo.com, which is AM 600, called Rage Radio. It's an all-male call-in show, and it offers men a place to be heard and to share camaraderie with one another as they work through the issues they're facing. It has a huge following, and listeners are part of the real band of brothers. Welcome back, Michael. Michael, what day is your show on? It's on Sunday nights from 9 to 10 p.m. 9 to 10 p.m. Okay. Now, you know, you and I have been back and forth because a lot of the men who call in, you know, call in with their issues and their problems and their complaints. Mm -hmm. And since this show is positive living, what we try to do is take those and turn them around. So let's continue to do that. Let's look now at at what men are saying about fatherhood and if if we turn them into positives. Okay. Go ahead. Well, fatherhood is a, um, it's either the great threat to a man or, or a great blessing. You know, it, it can be a great threat to a man because um, most men are not quite ready to become dads. But that's another topic for another show. For a man to, uh, you know, to go ahead and, uh, and be a dad, it's, uh, it's one of the greatest blessings. You know, for, for the, the, the guy out there, when, he's, uh, when he's, he's finally given this blessed moment, what does it mean to be a dad? Well, if it's that little boy, it means that you're going to go ahead and take that little boy and you're going to turn him into a man. You know, I opened up early and I said, uh, masculinity breeds masculinity. Mm-hmm. And um, when I look out there and I see things that happen, and yeah, Patricia, I do see some negative things. Having a late-night talk show in Southern California, men can make some bad mistakes. You know, I, um, you know, we, t- we talk about you know, depression and addiction, and we can talk about you know, um, even jail time. What's really unique is uh, you talk to those guys that are, that are going through that, and it, there was a childhood wound that took place, an initiation, if you want to call it that. A father just needs to initiate his boy into a manhood, and if that doesn't happen, that man is asking a question his entire life. And that question usually entails a question of, hey, Dad, am, you know, am I strong enough to be a man? Am I strong enough to, you know, to ultimately be, take on a woman and raise a family myself? Only a father can do that. Now, granted, there's some women that had to step up and do that job on occasion. Um, but it's a, it's a masculine thing. It's a question that every little boy, those, those dads out there, when you look down and you see that little face looking at you and you call it your, your son, that, uh, that little face is going to be turned into a man. It's going to have whiskers. It's going to have a deep voice. And uh, it's got to have a heart, a heart of a man that's going to come only from you. What, do you have, what are men saying about their, what are their challenges they're telling you about fatherhood? A lot of calls I do get, Patricia, and it's, it's a little bit bewildering because, you, know, I, I mean, you know, my dad was a, is a man's man. He, you, know, he, he, you know, he took charge of his boys. We went hunting, we went fishing, and, you know, we did some things that, uh, that could have been potentially dangerous. I don't know why, but a lot of guys do call in saying their wives will not give them the chance to go ahead and, and, uh, and spend that, that quality time with, their, with the son. And what I mean by that, whether it's hunting or fishing or riding a mountain bike or um, shooting a gun, whatever it might be, the wives, are, they're, they're overly protecting. And to that guy out there, I'll tell you that, thank God she is. That's why she's the nurturer. She's, she's, the, she's the lady. You're the man. You know, in an ancient culture in Africa, there would be a young boy would have to go out there and kill a tiger to to be initiated into a manhood. It's 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 hostile. It's unfortunately, as a man, you have to go ahead and take away her little lamb, and you've got to turn him into your little tiger. Mm-hmm. And only a father can do that. Mm-hmm. For the father out there of daughters, what an incredible responsibility! Remember, gentlemen will raise ladies. 
every single man that daughter of yours is going to go ahead and meet, uh, meet is going to be compared back to the father. So do you have daughters or do you have sons? I, I have one daughter. One daughter. What have you, what do you feel that you as a father are doing that's right? I find her. I come Explain home. Explain that. I, I know I, I just I led you into that, Patricia. I find her. The second I get home, what does my daughter do, Patricia? What does she do, Patricia? She comes and hugs you and says, Daddy, I love you. No, just the opposite. Hides. Oh, really? She hides in her closet. She hides in the most places where she thinks is kind of clever but knows I can find her. Behind the sofa. On purpose. On purpose. So she could be found. Found by her dad. And the second her daddy finds her, I just... I just kiss her neck, and I hug her, and I toss her up in the air, and I hug her and just love on her. And there's something about that, Patricia. This is just, you know, this is just me looking at the ladies in my life and looking at guys when they have a relationship with ladies. Every lady wants to be found. Our fairy tales talk about it. Interesting. They're they're up in their towers in, in the fairy tales, held away from the prince by some demon. They gotta be mm. found. And my little daughter at four year four years old knows that. And she's working out that dialogue with every single man she's ever gonna meet and it begins with me. Mm. To be found. Mm. What would you say about being a dad for for sons? Being a dad for a son. There's uh there's a part guys where that little that little lamb has gotta be mommy's little lamb. He needs the nurturing fact, while that's happening, that little boy is working out his dialogue with every single woman he's going to meet. In fact, I think most ladies know out there, hopefully by now you should know, that if you're going to go ahead and uh, and marry a man, I really you get to watch his dialogue with his mom first. That was his first love. So a man who's distant from his mom, a man who doesn't really show much affection to his mom, there's something there. You might, We definitely want to look into it. But for the guy out there, uh, as the as the little boy is developing a relationship with his mom, it gets to that really volatile point. And you know what I mean by that, Patricia, when that little boy becomes a little lippy, may start getting trouble in school. Maybe it's 11, 12, 13 years old. You know, they start getting here where they never had here before. They start getting in groups that they mm. they start seeing groups in school. You know, you got jocks and you got the surfer guys and then you got the, the burnout people. Then you got the, the brainy kids and they're trying to find out where they belong. Hmm. If a father misses that time in, in that life... So that's so important, just that little amount of time. I mean, you're not talking a huge amount of time here when you describe this. Absolutely not. You know, you're not saying, gee, an hour. Mm-mm. You're saying, you know, 10, 15 minutes. You know, I remember with my dad doing a little a little, little punch fest. He'd come home, and after, you know, my dad was a body man, so he used to come home, and this is when he used to use Bondo and, and welding and breathing and all that. My dad was tired, but he would get home, freshen himself up, and then it was wrestle time with dad. And, you know, there was times that, you know, we wrestled, and, you know, I could feel my dad was strong. And every so often, as I got older, I could feel like I could put some hurt on my dad. And I, as a boy, you need to know that. If your boy does not know that he's strong, that he could hurt other people, he will always be asking that question. And therefore, he runs off to his fantasy world. These games, Patricia, you know which ones I'm talking about, the, you know, beyond asteroids, you know, combat things and stealing cars on video games and, you know, sleeping with prostitutes on on, uh, on video games. 
it's is a question, and that little boy of yours wants to know that he's dangerous, and no one is better, no one, no one is more qualified to do that than his own dad. So yes, the hunting time, the fishing time, the walking time, playing catch, fifteen minutes of arm wrestling or whatever, ever you know, a little wrestling on the uh, in front of the TV between commercials, that's what your boy needs. Because how many times, Patricia, do we hear about the the, the father that just He's abandoning his family. He's just not there. And I'm not just talking physically not there, but emotionally not there. Comes home and all he wants to do is grab a beer and watch TV. Doesn't engage his daughter, doesn't engage his son. That's a missed opportunity. You do not want to be a father to your little daughter, to your little son. Well, find somebody else who's going to be a, um, a father to your kid. And then, unfortunately, it may be the drug dealer down the street. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have just a couple of minutes left. I'd like to end on a real positive note. I want to look at areas of money, relationship, fatherhood, and wellness. And wellness is your specialty. What is it you feel men need to do in all those four areas from what you've seen? First one was money. Yep. First thing on money, it's, um, you've got to be 100% transparent with your spouse. There's no her money and my money. It's a family. If you're willing to go ahead and compromise, and this, this is a basic rule I got. If you want to know where your priority is in life, if you want to know where a man's priority is in life, look at his, look at his checkbook. If you've got uh, some money being allocated to a separate savings account, then you, you have separated yourself from your family. It's going to be open. Every dollar, every dime has to be accounted for, and, w- and with the woman that you've vowed to spend the rest of your life with. In regards to a relationship, communication. you got to talk. If you're feeling distant, if you think the wife is nagging you, tell her. Yeah. If, um, that's there's the communication again. I, amen to that. The relationship will always, in my Let's opinion. Let's talk about health a little bit because that's something we haven't covered as much, and that's your specialty. It really is. Um, what what health, do men need to do to really take care of their health? And we have about two minutes left. It's very simple. Every decision you make the food you eat, the thoughts you think, the people you hang out with, the, uh, the exercise that you're doing or you're, or you're not doing is either going to have a positive or negative effect on your health. There's no gray ground. There's no gray area. Either you're doing something to help you or hurt you. And little things, as men get older, we're hot-headed. You, you got a lump. You got a bump. You're feeling something. You're seeing something you've never seen before. You get Take it care of it. Out. Get it checked out. All right. Okay. All right, and what was the last one we said? We said health, we talked about money and relationships. I think just a closing thought, Michael, um, because we have one minute left. I, I want to say that I really appreciate you being on and, and really sharing the other side. You know, what are men saying and what you think we can do? And can people write to you? Uh, you know, they can shoot me an email. Where? It's doc, D-O-C, at RageRadio.com. Doc at RageRadio.com. Thanks so much for being on the program. Stay on the line. My guest has been Dr. Michael LaRue, who is a, a really one of the renowned leading sports rehab physicians and chiropractors in the, in the country. His radio show on Rage Radio in the San Diego area is called Rage Radio, and it's an all-male call-in show. Where it offers men a place to be heard and to share camaraderie. You've been listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. And we'll be with you next week. So stay tuned every week on Mondays from 11 to noon Pacific and from 2 to 3 Eastern. 
stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great week. Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. Thank you.